Today's sermon I titled um, Reckoning Cometh. Reckoning Cometh. But first, <clears throat> I want to share with you to see, you know, if, um, if you're looking for some signs of the times. And uh, these are some news, <clears throat> not in our mainstream media, but some news uh, blips, and that's about all they are, um, that, uh, you know, just came across, uh, that I came across uh, recently. And one is a lesbian Episcopal priest made CEO of National Abortion Group. Abortion providers are some of my personal heroes and modern day saints, says the Episcopal priest and longtime abortion activist. Catherine Ragsdale, and recently she was appointed to serve as the CEO and president of the National Abortion Federation. Another sign of the times, <clears throat> if, you're, if you need to see some, which they're right in front of our face this day and time, uh, more so than ever, <clears throat> is recently a gigantic statue of a pagan Canaanite deity known as Molech has been erected right at the entrance of the Colosseum in Rome. And in ancient times, those served, or, or those that served Molech, would literally sacrifice their children to him. And apparently, this involved burning him to death. Yes, the exact same Colosseum where countless members of Christians were martyred for their faith. What's worse, is the Colosseum is actually controlled by the Vatican. <clears throat> that, those, that news came from some breaking news uh, in Israel news. Those things, you know, I know we have a lot of Catholics in the United States, and I've not heard it in our news at all. Um, but in Leviticus 18.21, <clears throat> it says the people of Israel are specifically warned against sacrificing their children to this monstrous idol. And I can't help to compare today's abortion massacre uh, to the sacrifice of children by their ancient pagans. <clears throat> Let's look at that verse real quick. Um, <clears throat> it's Leviticus um, 18, 21. <clears throat> and that verse reads, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire of Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. <clears throat> Interesting. Rome was just hit by a magnitude 4.4 earthquake, and without a doubt, it is truly an abomination that that gigantic statue of Molech is now standing at the entrance of the Colosseum where so many Christians were brutally slaughtered by the Romans. <clears throat> Another sign of the times that's uh, in our face, and you can't deny it, is uh, the quest to define, uh, to redefine marriage, and even to redefine the man and the woman. The categories such as transgender, non-binary, that one, you know, I've mentioned before, is currently on your doctor's information sheet. It's here now. It's not coming, it's here. I, I witnessed it myself when I went uh, for a, um, <clears throat> for a uh, physical, and uh, that's actually been early in the year. Um, number three, 
if you want to keep your eyes on the signs of the time, this is a no-brainer. You keep your eyes on the prophetic ball, which is Israel. Um, a cup of trembling. <clears throat> you know, mainstream media, um, I mean, we I get some blips on my phone because I have the Jer Jerusalem Post app, so I'm getting hit all the time with what's going on. But you hear very little about, little bit about it uh, in, in our country. But uh, that's an easy one. Um, but it's also interesting that, speaking of that Rome was hit by an earthquake, another sign of the times is in the month of November, we had 1,000 earthquakes in California and Nevada alone. In Kansas and Oklahoma was hit by an unusual amount of several sizable earthquakes. And there were more than 2,000 earthquakes um, nationally for the first week, uh, the first week to 10 days in, in this month of November. Um, and apparently we're not supposed to be alarmed by that. Um, but the scientists are saying uh, that we'll experience one of the greatest national disasters that we've ever seen in all of American history sooner than later. So I say, let's see what saith the Lord. So if we look at um, Matthew 24, 4, And we'll kind of breeze through these since I only got into my time. Uh, Matthew 24, 4. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. There's a, there's a warning that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And as, <clears throat> as you look on down, I'm just going to kind of scan through these. Verse 14 says, After the gospel of the kingdom is preached in all the in all the world, then shall the end come. Um, in verse, um, if you drop down to verse uh, 35, it says, um, but of that day and hour no man knoweth, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father, but as in the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man be. Heaven and earth shall not pass away, the Bible says, but my words, or it says that heaven and earth shall pass away, the Bible says, but my words shall not pass away. There's a reckoning that comes, or that cometh. And as we read, but as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In verse 38, it says, In those days they were eating and drinking and marrying. In 39, they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. In 40, it says, Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other one left. I reckon so. 
There's a reckoning coming. If you drop, uh, look down at um, Matthew 24, uh, 42, I'm just going to kind of keep thinking about some of these things. It says, watch therefore. In verse 43, it says, know this. In verse 44, it says, therefore be ye ready. In verse 45, it says, who then is a faithful and wise servant? Verse 46, it says, blessed is that servant, servant when his Lord or whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verse 47 says, Verily I say unto you, verse 48 says, But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. And verse 49 says, He shall smite his fellow servants. And in 50 he says, So or they shall come when he looketh not. And the Lord shall come when he's looking not. And verse 51 says he'll be cut asunder. You know, I think of that verse that often we've been, <clears throat> it was talked about here during our Bible conference, uh, and it's just really uh, stuck with me, and just um, a verse that uh, has helped me a lot, just kind of meditating upon it, but it's that, that verse 9, uh, Mark 9, 24, um, and it's the one that the Father called out and said, Lord, I believe, and uh, he said, but help me with my unbelief. Do we believe there's a reckoning coming? Really? Do we really believe that? And I'm challenging that to myself. Um, all right. Well, that's, I got to get started, started with my sermon. <laughs> so, so, so how many people have watched a, a Western movie? Kind of like uh, the old Clint Eastwood movies. Uh, some of, you know, Josie, the outlaw in Josie Wells or, um, you know, the town painted red. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I loved watching those movies. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, would, I would watch Josie Wells or Clint Eastwood. There's always a moment in a good Western movie, though. Um, and it's when he was called out. You know, somebody would be out in the streets and say, you know, and they'd call him out, you know, to come out. And so you'd see him walk out to the saloon doors and he would kind of look before he opened those and walked out and kind of assess the situation. And then he would walk through those, just slowly walk, and you would hear the spurs on his boot jingle as he walked out to the street. And, uh, and you know, he always would have a piece of grass or something, a piece of hay sticking out the corner of his mouth. And had the greatest beard in the world. I always wished I could grow one of those beards. And the uh, coolest cowboy hat. And, uh, but nevertheless, he would walk out, and uh, he would stand in that street, and uh, <clears throat> and he would stare the enemy down, and the enemy would stare him down. And um, the enemy would usually always say, somebody's going to die today. <laughs> and as a kid, I would sit there and, or as a young man, I would think to myself, what's he thinking right now? You know, what would I be thinking if I was standing there? And, um, and I try to get in his head and think, if that were me, would I be fearful? And I'm sure I would be. And, and uh, you know, the fear of the outcome, what's about to happen or what's about to take place. Will I win or will I lose? I would think to myself, or will I live 
or will I die? That's got to be what's going through his, head, through his head. And then, you know, there's something he said for healthy fear. And I would think that'd be one of the moments. You know, you better have a keen sense of awareness and see what's around you. You better be staring at everything, uh, including your enemy. Um, so there's that healthy fear. But somebody's going to die today. Then you hear it, or here it comes. He would look at him with his stern look, and I can't even do it. I wish I could. And he'd say, I reckon so. <laughs> and I'd say, wait, what? What does that mean? You know, does that mean I guess so? Does that mean uh, maybe so? Um, I reckon so. And I would ponder that as a, as a kid and really kind of thought I maybe knew what it meant, but I didn't spend a lot of time on it. <clears throat> but... I reckon so. You know, and so then, as I looked in the Bible, as I get a little older, you know, you can see, and you have something to know here, that reckoned, or reckon, or reckoning, or reckoning, appears 33 times in the Word of God. Uh, by any definition, um, it established, it's established by counting or compute. It's computed or works out um, or settle an account with or to consider, conclude a conclusion uh, or to take into account or even the word expect. Um, but in Matthew 25, 19, Let's turn there real quick. Well, it's not far away. It says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckon, reckoneth with them. Which equals... Reckoneth with them. Righteous service, servants are going to be reckoned with. And evil servants, such as the one that says, My Lord delayeth his coming, are going to be reckoned with. If you look at, uh, go back a few pages to Matthew 18, verse 24. And that verse reads, <clears throat> And when he had began to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. And I'm going to go ahead and read, because it just paints the picture of this reckoning that's coming. Um, and it says, But for so much as he had not, uh, as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and the payment to be made and the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him saying Lord have patience with me and I will pay thee all then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and he loosed him and forgave him the debt but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence 
And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that that thou owest me. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not. But he went and cast him into prison until he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, <clears throat> he called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And the Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. It's interesting to me, from your heart. Didn't, that one didn't even come out of your mouth, you know. <clears throat> so um, let's flip over to um, Romans 6. Six verse eleven. So here we go. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there it is. Reckon. So, verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it in the lust thereof, and neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Fourteen says, for sin, "For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace." What then shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. For God be thankful that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of man because of the, the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members' servants to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from, the right, from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. 
But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your first fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> Flip over one page to Romans uh, 8.18. So um, the word says, For I reckon that the sufferings from this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which, you, which uh, shall be revealed in us. And if you flip over in that same chapter to verse 31, I'm going to read that real quick. What shall we say? To these things, if God be for us, who be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he be, or how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercessions for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? For it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I reckon so. Amen. So, you know, I think... A lot of times when, when we're pondering these things, like the Word of God and, and the fact that all, all will be accounted for, every word, every single dot or, uh, or the cross of every T in the Word, it'll come to pass, but it'll be accounted for. I often think one of my favorite verses is in uh, Luke 24, 15, where the guy, the two were walking on the road to Emmaus and, uh, and they reasoned and um, you know they were thinking um, and their eyes were open and, uh, and they knew him and, um, and, then, and then my favorite part is that did not our hearts burn within us mm, that one gets me while we talked with him or why he talked while we talked, or why he talked with us by the way, and while he opened up the scriptures to us, and um, can we not draw close to the Lord, and He will open up the scriptures to us? Um, but reckoned, and I love that part of that definition to expect that to be accounted for. And I think of, you know, there's a judgment coming. And nobody likes to talk about that. 
believers or unbelievers alike. In Matthew uh, 12, 37, there's no, you don't have to go there, um, but it says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Garments spotted versus garments clean. In the way versus by the wayside. And by the way, if you're in the way versus by the wayside, there's a crown of glory for those that, that um, remain in the way. Not prepared versus better prepared. I think of Revelation 19.7. And his wife has made herself ready. I think of those ten virgins in Matthew 25. Five were ready and five were not. There's even those that are looking up versus not. And I love that verse in 2 Timothy 4.8. It says, there's a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge. There's a judgment coming. He gives it or not. So there's a reckoning coming. A judgment. Like we said, even every word that proceeds out of our mouth or not, such as speaking boldly as we ought to, might be an example of not or not, and even controlling our tongue or not. There's a reckoning coming. Now that I'm older, I think about that moment of death, like that gunfight. Um, you know, I think of the bodily death part of it. And it used to, you know, scare me. Wow, what if I got hit in the shoulder? And, uh, you know, you're probably going to get gangrene <laughs> a week later. And it's still going to be a bad outcome. And, and what if you just get hit straight in the heart and it's over? And, uh, or if you get paralyzed and you kill the other guy and you're laying there paralyzed. I mean, all those things ran through my head. But now, you know, bodily death wouldn't be so bad. Because uh, I've got the blessed hope. And, uh, and um, but... You know, when I think of the death of my soul, now I think about standing there like that gunfighter and thinking about the death of my soul. And when I think of this, everything runs through my head, my life's works, which define me. And then there's that healthy fear that shows up. And I used to see that differently as just being scared. The fear of the unknown. That healthy fear comes upon me. And now I'm thinking body, soul, and spirit. I reckon so. The world, the flesh, the devil. I reckon so. Judgment comes, or it's coming, whether we believe it or not. A reckoning. Reckoned. All accounted for. Even to the point that each body that was buried will be accounted for and resurrected in the order that it was dead and or buried in. I reckon so. In Revelation 22, 7, the word says, Behold, I come quickly, and blessed is he that keepeth the saying of, this, of the prophecy of this book. 
Let's turn over there real quick. Revelation 22. Seven. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. The flip side of that is there's a possibility of not keeping the sayings of the prophecy of this book. I reckon so. Verse 10, He saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. 11 says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. 12 says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work, according as his work shall be. For I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So I reckon so. There's a reckoning. An account, each one will be accounted for that may have that right to enter through the gates into the city. So a day of reckoning cometh and um, I'm going to get you to flip over to one more verse. And we, I think it might have been Brother Boyce that went over this not long ago. And it was in Psalms 96. <clears throat> and I'm just going to touch on a couple of verses here. In, in Psalms 96, verse 9. And it says, O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fear before him all the earth. There's a healthy fear. In verse 12, let the fields be, be joyful and all that is therein, and then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice. I reckon so. That's going to happen. In verse 13, Behold the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. I reckon so. It's going to happen. So when I was a kid, I used to remember, I always put that term like a, it was a bunch of old country folks. Well, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon so. And I'd always say, I don't know about that. <laughs> but today, I look at 
I reckon him, or I reckon so, it's going to happen. Every single word is going to happen in this word. And, um, you know, so I would just end with uh, Selah, which means it's something to ponder. It's something for, for us to think about. So, thank you.